This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM, PJ Glasser, Mark Drumheller, filling in for Nick and Ken. We are on stadiums. Make sure you guys go to watchstadium.com. You can check us out over there. We are still on Sirius Channel 160, Sirius XM 205, twitch.tv BetQL. YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports. You can listen to us on the Odyssey app as well. Had two great uh, guests these last two segments. Kenny Ducey joined us, talk a little MLB. We had Denton Day on, talking some NFL, college football as well. Mark, now it's time for us to dive into some college football, sport we both love quite a bit. Georgia right now, they are the favorites at plus 350, and rightfully so. Mark, have you had a chance to look at Georgia's schedule for this upcoming season? Because I know we've given them a lot of flack for their schedule the last two years, but man, they're making up for it this season. That schedule is ridiculous. Yeah, it's definitely a tough one, but Georgia, I mean, the, the roster is so strong. I mean, now they get Carson Beck back. Uh, I think the offense is going to look even more dynamic than it did towards the end of last year. So I, they're definitely the team to beat. I mean, the schedule can be tough, and it can it can lead to some regular season losses that you probably wouldn't expect. But now we're moving to a different playoff format, so it how significant is it? You know, teams don't have to go undefeated anymore to make the playoffs. So uh, I think Georgia's going to be just fine. But it's gonna it's gonna lead to definitely a lot of fun games. I mean, it's insane. Like, all of their true road games right now are against teams that would currently be ranked. So they're at Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. They're at Texas. They're at Alabama. They're at Kentucky. They play Clemson to open up the season in Atlanta. They get Tennessee and Florida. They get Tennessee at home, and then, of course, they get Florida in Jacksonville. So it's a tough schedule. Their uh, win total is at 10.5 games. So, you know, Right now, basically, Vegas is telling you, will Georgia only lose one of those games? I agree with you. The uh, the talent is certainly there. They're the best team in the country. I think they probably win it again this past year if Bowers and McConkey aren't uh, nicked up in that, in that SEC championship game against Bama. Um, and it just sucks for them that, you know, a year in which they go undefeated the entire regular season losing the SEC championship, it just so happened that, the way it worked out with the other teams that were undefeated and obviously the tiebreakers with Bama and Texas. But uh, they they are going to be the team to beat. That schedule is going to be really, really tough for them, though. Then right behind them is Ohio State. 
What do you think of the Buckeyes? What does Ryan Day need to do in your mind for him to be the head coach of the future for Ohio State? Like, does he have to win the, the whole thing this year? I think winning the Big Ten would be a step in the right direction, but I also think bringing in Chip Kelly is also, uh, you know, a step in the right direction. I think Denton really nailed it when he said it's going to give him the opportunity to breathe, right, and not be, you know, the center of the attention all the time, you know, from an offensive play-calling standpoint. Uh, Kelly's a guy that he can trust, so he has no problem, you know, delegating that out to him. So I think I was surprised that, you know, I, I guess like Will Howard's going to be the answer at quarterback there. I thought last year with Kyle McCord, um, that was kind of their Achilles heel a little bit, right? They didn't have the strength at the quarterback position. So I was curious to see if they would really – you know, make a push to bring in a bigger name at quarterback. I mean, Howard, definitely good with those weapons around him. He's going to be absolutely fine in that offense. Uh, they're going to be able to run the ball very effectively, and he still has guys like Abuka, um, you know, that he can get the ball out to. So I, I think Ohio State's going to be great. I, the Big Ten's going to be so much fun with the infusion of talent, you know, from the different teams coming in. Um, it's, it's, I cannot, I mean, fast forward to week zero, I cannot wait for this season, but I think Ohio state from a roster perspective is right there up with anybody and, you, and it's reflected in the odds. Yeah. I mean, they probably got the best player in the transfer portal getting uh Caleb downs from Bama. Who's like, I mean, for a true mm-hmm. freshman to start on Nick Saban's defense and then get like all American honors kids, pretty good. So that's a good pickup for the Buckeyes. If Ryan day loses to Michigan again, and then Ohio State makes it all the way to the championship game and loses in the title game, do you think he still comes back next season? Or if he loses to Michigan, he has to win the title? It's a great question. It's a great question. It's a cruel world. And, you know, with Chip Kelly lurking there, you wonder if they would make a move. I don't think so, though. I mean, there's still, even if he doesn't get over the hump, I still think he gets a little latitude. But I don't. I, I shouldn't say I don't see any way. I would be surprised if they, they lost to Michigan this year. I think Michigan's going to take a step back with the losses, you know, the attrition that they suffered, you know, in the coaching staff and whatnot. So uh, I think this is Ohio State's year. But, you know, I thought that the past couple of years. Like, I, I never – I don't think in that game going into the season, I, I thought Michigan, even this year, would win the Big Ten. So, um, I, you know, maybe I'm a little bit biased and I give Ohio State a little bit more credit. It's definitely a huge year for Day, though. If he doesn't get the job done this year, the seat's going to get hot. How can I No not? question. Oh, no question. Especially now that Harbaugh's gone, right? Like, what's, what's the excuse? Because you already lost to Sharon Moore last year, and now you get him mm-hmm. at the horseshoe. Mark, I really think if Ohio State, if they lose to Michigan – he has to win the national title or I think he's gone. Like, as crazy as that is to say, look, we both know there are just certain rivalries. There are certain games that weigh more than others. The only reason Gus Malzahn was at Auburn for as long as he was was because, you know, he beat Saban every couple years, right? Every once every three years or something like that. Like, if you lose four straight to Michigan – and you win the national title, fine. You won the title, so people can live with that. Mm-hmm. But if you lose to Michigan, and then you get so close, and you lose in the title game, I, man, as crazy as it is to think, like I think he's going to be gone, man. And do you think it's just that so hard? Because 
like 2022, they, they should have been national champions, right? Not last year, the year before. The kicker misses the kick, you know, when the ball drops on New Year's on the East Coast. It was right. just, they were right there. Stroud, you know, had a tremendous game against that Kirby Smart defense. There was nothing that, you know, Ryan Day probably could have done some things differently, but ultimately they should have won the game. So it's hard to, you know, be that rough on him when you know that he did everything he could to put his team in position to be national champions. Now that was the playoff game. They would have still had to win the national title game, but they would have steamrolled TCU. Uh, you know, we all know that. So they were that, that close to being national champions. So I think it'd be hard to make a drastic move if they lost to Michigan and got back to that spot again. I mean, look, they still win a ton of games. The guy still recruits really, really well. He just can't beat Michigan mm-hmm. and he hasn't won he hasn't won the title yet. So this is a big year, no doubt. Do you think there was some under-the-table conversations when Chip Kelly took that OC job that maybe he would be the coach in waiting? Like, do you think he takes that job strictly just wanting to get out of UCLA, knowing that there's no more Pac-12, they're constantly going to be looking up to these other programs in the Big Ten, maybe not wanting to be a head coach for this year, right, and everything that comes with that and NIL and all that, but also knowing that if he makes kind of this move from being a head coach to an OC, maybe in a year he could be the head coach of the Buckeyes. Like, do you think that is played into all of this as well, that maybe Chip Kelly could be the next coach of Ohio State? I'm not going to say it's not possible for Chip Kelly to be the next coach of Ohio State, but I think his relationship with Ryan Day like makes that type of a conversation very unlikely, right? I, I think this is more of maybe Chip Kelly doesn't want to be head coach at all. Maybe he'd rather be offensive coordinator for a team that contend for a national championship than be head coach for a team that's not. We know he's flirted with the NFL. He was in the running to be offensive coordinator there. Maybe he's just a point in his career where he doesn't want to build an entire program. He just wants to go out there, coach ball, coach offense, and be on a, you know, for a winning team, a team that can legitimately win the title. So I think that's what the situation is here. You know, Day was, uh, I'm pretty sure Day was on his staff when he was here in Philadelphia, you know, with the Eagles when Chip Kelly was in the NFL. So these guys go way back. They go way back to New Mm -hmm. Hampshire. So I don't think he would go into a situation of where, you know, he could be the heir apparent where Ryan Day feels pressure because of his presence. I think it's more of Ryan Day giving him an opportunity that is more suitable for where he's at in his career right now. What about Texas? Obviously, Sark got him back to the college football playoff. They had that big win in Tuscaloosa last year. He gets Ewers back as his quarterback. Are you a Quinn Ewers guy? Like, are you are you in the camp that he's going to be a really good pro, or are, do you think he's he's a bit overrated? I think it's tough to say right now. You know, I think we still have to see a lot more Quinn Ewers before we know that. Um, I, I think that. Texas, again, you know, roster strength, they're right up there with anyone. I don't think they're going to have any problem with the SEC schedule. I think Sark took a big leap this year in where he took that program. The interesting thing is, you know, Manning's breathing down his back. So what does that look like? You know, if Ewer slips up early, you know, is Manning able to overtake him? When do they assert Manning into the offense? When do they start giving him reps? All that makes a very interesting season for Texas, but they're – they're pretty strong. Now, they lose a lot at the wide receiver position. They still have Isaiah Bond there. They, they have some guys. Um, how that plays out, you know, will be interesting. But from a roster strength perspective, you know, recruiting, you know, they're, they're getting a ton of people in there. So I really like Texas this year. I think they're going to be very, very successful in their first year in their new conference. 
I think the biggest question for Texas, you know what's funny to me, Mark, is Texas is a lot like the Detroit Lions, right? Great offense, Mm -hmm. great defensive line. They can stop the run, but the pass defense is like their bugaboo, and that's what killed them. That's why that matchup against Washington, I think Texas is a better team than Washington. What a terrible matchup that was for them, though, with their Mm -hmm. pass defense going up against that Washington passing attack, right? Much like the Lions. We know the Lions have a great offense, can stop the run, but it's that pass defense that kills them. That was the difference against San Francisco. So if Texas can solve that pass defense, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Like, the talent is there. Their front seven is excellent. They got a pro quarterback in Ewers. They did lose some guys at receiver, but – Sark's got five stars. He went into the portal. He got some. Mm -hmm. It's a Sark offense. I think he's the best play caller in the country. So I'm not concerned at all about Texas's offense. To me, it really comes down to that pass defense. Because look, I mean, now that you're in the SEC, you certainly, you know, you played your fair share of good quarterbacks in the Big 12. But I mean, every week in the SEC, you know, you're going to face pro quarterback after pro quarterback. So even at some of these smaller schools, it's going to be a big test for Texas. And if they're able to adjust to that, if their pass defense can be a lot better, I think uh, I think they could be good. Dare I say, Mark, that maybe Texas might just be back if they can solve the pass defense. So we'll see. We come back. We'll talk about Alabama. Obviously, Nick Saban no longer in Tuscaloosa. What does that mean for the Tide heading into the 2024 season? PJ Glasser, Mark Drumheller filling in for Nick and Ken. You Better You Bet presented by BetMGM. Two hours down, two hours still to go.